0: Hello and welcome back to the Jew Rogaine Experience. I'm your host Josh Edelman. Today, joining me is none other than my good buddy Zach Mendez. Zach is—I uh, I had Zach here today. I, you know, today's episode is uh, being called Breakdown or Breakthrough. And uh, Zach, you know, I was hanging out with Zach recently, and he was telling me about all these things. And at first, I was like texting. A friend of mine who's a psychologist that I think my friend is having a mental breakdown. And then suddenly he started making sense to me, and I started texting her, I think I'm having a mental breakdown. So it's great to have Zach here. But before we begin, uh, real quick, I just want to say a few words about um, uh, recent uh, death. As, we, as many people know, last week there was a celebrity death, uh, star of a hit TV show and a man who changed many people's lives, uh, Robert Durst. Husband, neighbor, friend, these were the roles he played in three of the people that he murdered's lives. While high on meth, Durst agreed to be interviewed by documentarian and notorious goatee offender, Andrew Jarecki, who finally accomplished, accomplished what Fox News host and former Durst prosecutor Judge Jeanine Pirro could not, getting a guilty conviction for someone who literally admitted to murder. <laughs> R.I.P. Robert Durst. Uh, are you familiar? With, did you watch The Jinx? Are you familiar with The Durst? I saw
1: I saw the final scene where he... he uh, no, I killed them all. Uh, I, I,
0: he claimed he was on crystal meth when he agreed to be in the documentary.
1: Who amongst us has not been on I crystal I wonder, meth. is
0: that like a valid... I mean, well, he was then convicted. But then the conviction, uh, let, let's just say for the record, the f- conviction has been... Um, reversed because he died before the appeals process was done in in California you cannot be convicted until the appeals process has completed so he is posthumously so te- posthumously exonerated exonerated uh, let's let's uh you know so he's probably up in heaven right now right that's how a that works a free man who did not murder anybody well he definitely he actually 100% Murdered the guy. He chopped up into little pieces and threw into the river. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know anything. So about basically, this. the start of the show, the start of the show, is about how he was dressed up like a woman. Uh, he got caught stealing like a sub from a from a like a uh, Gelson's or something. And, um, a submarine sandwich. Yeah, something like that. Sure. Something maybe it was even just a loaf of bread. <laughs> He's he comes from a if not billionaire, hundreds of millions of dollars family. Um and then after being arrested, it was found out that he shot, killed, chopped up his neighbor's body, and threw the pieces into uh into like rivers and no, I, multiple rivers I, Well, it's been years <laughs> since I watched this, but this is what I this is what I recollect from the story.
1: Tigris, Euphrates, Yellow. So Yanks he
0: goes and... to court and claims self-defense and wins and wins. Because if you're a white real estate mogul in America, you can get away with anything. The court found him white. <laughs> the court of Texas, they were like, "How do, how do you how do you uh have you reached a verdict?" Yes, we found the defendant white.
2: And everybody cheers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people were crying. My cousin Vinny was high-fiving people.
0: <laughs> Judge Janine Pira is kind of like the my cousin Vinny of uh, a female yeah, attorney. She's what would have happened if Marissa had That's, Tomei I, that's right. It was ugly career. and horrible. Uh, that's where I first discovered who. I guess she's not hundred percent ugly. I don't want anything. She's ugly on the inside.
1: Um, Whoa, physical appearance. I have no comment regarding anybody's physical appearance. Everybody's I have beautiful. Lots of
0: comments, especially about yours. Oh.
1: Um, but uh, <laughs> but Judge
0: Jeanine Judge Janine um, I just I was like on her side at first because she's on that documentary. She's talking about what a psychopath Durst is. And then suddenly she's on Fox News like, Trump should be able to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I looked up Robert Ironically, Durst. Ironically, my Robert Durst and Judge Jeanine Pirro impressions sound very similar. Right? I
1: saw, there was an overlap there. It, he was described as Actually, a- it was
0: a Bernie—I just did a Bernie Sanders for Judge Janine Pirro. Probably couldn't be more the opposite Robert person. Durst, you are no longer guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I think Judge Janine Pirro had a little bit of a thing. Thing for Durst is really what it came down to. Really? Yeah, because I mean, she like like went after him for years. Like it was like her like life's mission for like a while. And I think she just has a thing for like white real
1: estate moguls, magnates, and or scions. Yeah, that's yeah. how he was described yeah. in the newspaper clippings that I read. I don't know why I called them clippings, um, but a scion or a magnate. And I didn't know the definition of either of those words, but it definitely I knew they weren't murderer, which I thought he was. So it's interesting that he was referred to as that.
0: Um yeah, uh I do an impression. I did an impression of Durst back when the Jinx was out. What's um, if you watch it, it it's like it's like very funny cuz like, you know, at the end he on the hot mic basically admits to the murder, which I also find kind of I'm not listen, I'm 100% on the side that he did all the murders, but I'm not on the side that that was like an admission of it.
1: Um, oh, you think that his, his bathroom... Also, uh,
0: speak into the microphone. Okay,
1: sir. you thought his bathroom. Yeah, Sorry, my... I'm, I, look how like, elevated... Fortunately,
0: I've said all the interesting things so far. But you could uh, you could adjust the, adjust the you mic. You could mic raise, mic, it, mic, uh, raise it. Come on, you're, you're, you call
1: yourself a stand-up. No, I don't. I call myself a starseed. So you, you think that there's some sort of conspiracy he did not admit to a crime in the bathroom?
0: No. Well, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I just think, you know, uh, he was... And I just like, 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 wh- you're in a court of law, and it's like, oh, yeah, so this guy on a hot mic while taking a piss said, I killed them all. It's like, I guess, sort of, but also, like, that's not like under
1: oath or anything. What the better evidence could you get? I don't know. I say shit all the time. No, I'm very honest when I'm peeing.
0: People are like going to play this clip of me doing the impression of Durst saying, I killed them all in court, and they're going to be, look, he said he killed them all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but they know that you, they would know that you don't have the metal to kill anybody. You don't have the. Durst was to, like a shrimpy weenie. I know, but he also had. He was like he was like inoculated from the real world for so long by his money that he has no. Concept. He's like a
0: fox catcher. Like fo- like there was a movie made about Durst yes. by Jarecki. Um, that's not good, starring Ryan Gosling. Prior to making the documentary. Sure. Uh, but Foxcatcher, I think, is the movie that really captures what Durst really is, but the funny thing is, so throughout the documentary, it's almost like Durst is like repeatedly admitting to the different murders, yeah, because he'll be like he'll be like, "Did I kill her?" No, did I fly to the city she lived in, rent a car, purchase a gun, and drive to her house?" I don't know.
1: <laughs> He's, like, begging us to to convict him for it. He really is. He's, like, trying to figure out – it's really like what adolescents do when they start, like, testing their boundaries, like, against their parents. Like, that's what he's doing to society as a whole is testing boundaries with society. Uh, It's kind of like – he's, like, did I
0: kill him? No. Did I chop up his body into little pieces and dump those pieces into multiple rivers around the city? Possibly. Is it confirmed that it's
1: multiple rivers? I can't get over I this don't, fact. I not do- I think it
0: was. I think it was. I think because like the thing is, is like they couldn't. Again, I don't know if I'm confusing this with something else. I didn't like research by rewatching the drinks. I considered it last night, but I had a rough night. Um, but uh, uh, I know that he. I what I remember is that they couldn't find the guy's head. And somehow finding the guy's head was going to, like, prove whether it was self-defense or not. Because either his face was going to be like, Arr! or his face was going to be like, oh! And I guess depending on which which way his face – I don't know. I'm just making that up. I know not. But that
1: wouldn't even – like, even if you couldn't find all the body parts in this, let's say, let's say uh, uh, the James River, right? If you couldn't find all the body parts in the James River, that doesn't mean that the other body parts are in another river necessarily.
0: Yeah, I guess that's – True, but also like like the only part they couldn't find is the biggest part. That'd be like if I was chopped up into different little pieces and spread out around a river, and like we couldn't find his dick. It's like that's what you're (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna find that.
1: I genuinely didn't see that coming. That was really good. (laughs) You're funny.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Zach. You know the way to my heart. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know I'm not sure if you've lost your mind, so I don't know if I can. Take that uh, compliment.
1: You don't take compliments from people who are clinically insane.
0: Oh well, I think I think either I don't or I only do. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's TBD.
1: No, I think a compliments from the clinically insane are actually they carry more weight because we have a completely different perspective than do, let's say, the neurotypical society, right? They're just looking for the regular bullshit. We're looking yeah, for the Yeah, yeah, that's stuff.
0: why I'm not succeeding on TikTok and Instagram, it's because <laughs> there aren't enough clinically insane people out there to be reviewing my material.
1: Yeah, exactly, and we're far too busy, you know, uh, reading conspiracy theories on UFO existence around nuclear bases and stuff like that, so we don't have time to watch your TikTok. Mm-hmm.
0: So again, I, I stress that I wanted to have Zach on the show, <laughs> because, sorry, COVID. Uh, I wanted to have Zach on this show because uh, <laughs> because Zach um, recently had a mental breakdown, but then slightly convinced me that maybe he was, you know, r- the only person who's right in their head. So maybe I'm having a mental breakdown. But Zach hasn't told me the whole story yet, and I told Zach to save the whole story for my show. Yeah. Because we're gonna we're gonna hit the big time by getting down to the deep questions. So Zach, without further ado, floor is yours. Tell me, tell me, tell me what happened. What changed your life? What changed your mind? So I, I go. So just let me set the scene again a little more because I need to keep talking. Um, I go to Zach's place. Zach's like, I broke up with my girlfriend. I quit my job. Aliens are real, and I've never been happier. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I don't know about the never been happier part, but there certainly was a day in which on on one day I I quit uh, two of my jobs, I I fired one of my agents and I broke up with my girlfriend. Yes, it was a very very five re-
0: years together, and I love her. She's great,
1: wonderful human being, and uh, had nothing to do with her. She is a tremendous individual. Uh, with I, whom I recently got
0: to- I. Re- Speaking of, I recently got and it's not you, it's me. Friend breakup. Have you ever heard of getting an it's not you, it's me. Friend breakup. You got a friend breakup. I got a friend breakup, and 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 it was an It's not you, it's me. And we could have just you know. Stop talking.
1: (laughs) But but is it ever the other person? It's very rarely the other person in any sort of breakup. It's always just some sort of reflection on you and the other person. I just want to be
0: clear. If I'm breaking up with you, it's you.
1: No, you're under the delusion that it's them. No, it's, 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 you're not, you're you're not.
0: Fine, fine. It's me in that I think I'm better than I am.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You are making a judgment I'm making on a some judgment. quality of an individual that you also possess, but is yet unconscious. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no,
0: no. Uh, <laughs> <I've>, just for the record, for the record, I've never broken up with anybody. So, uh, Really? If, if you do watch this podcast, and we do start dating, and I do break up with you, oof. Um, you really have never broken up with anybody. I've been. I, I'm. I'm. I'll. See, I see things through to the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like out of in spite, it, in it to win it. Good. Yeah. I mean, there have been people I wanted to break up with, but but mostly because I felt like, but I felt like I would be dumping myself if I did, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to dump myself. You do the dirty. You deal with the guilt. I'm not giving you a get out of guilt free card.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. They should have. carry that burden with them
0: yeah i know i know what you want i know what you want i know you want me to end this no you do the dirty, cause it's gonna suck for me either way. I want it to suck for you at least that little bit for like, like the two hours before you go to the new guy's house and fuck him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but you know like, uh, so, so like there is people, I think we think that breakups are a very, very bad thing. And I have a new thing where anybody who says they've broken up, I say congratulations. Oh,
0: well, I, I, I don't say congratulations, but I do say that nothing ends that
1: shouldn't end. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Definitely. I just I just
0: say like if if a relationship ends, then that was the right decision. Yeah. People get into relationships, things begin that shouldn't begin, but nothing ends that shouldn't end. But I don't even know if that necessarily that's true. I remember once I had a um you know my old roommate like had this on again off again thing with this guy, and she said to me, she goes, "Josh, what do you think? Should I give him another chance?" And I was like it doesn't matter what I say, you're just going to do the thing you're going to do. I could tell you yes, I could tell you no, but at the end of the day, that might get you through a nut, like the night, but then ultimately you're still going to do the thing you were always going to do.
1: Which gets us to really our topic for today, which is we have no free will.
0: We have no free will. Okay, interesting. That's it's brilliant.
1: And it's beautiful. It's great. Like you, the girl who you're talking to about not going back to her boyfriend has to go get burnt one more time. It's just it's written in stone. She just can't avoid it. And I think there's things inside of us that we just have to do, and we have no explanation for.
0: Yeah. Well, I I later used that as an excuse for why I was going to hang out with a girl that I knew was going to burn me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm 100% aware I'm making the wrong choice, but I'm making it.
1: Yeah. Exactly, you're the one making it. Well, according to you, I'm not, but uh, according to me, I was. Right, exactly. According to me, well, sh- I don't need to say that you don't have free will. I don't have free will. I should say, maybe. <laughs>
0: Interestingly, you know, there's been a lot of free will talk on this podcast because uh, last week I had Seth on, um, my favorite podcast guest. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> actually, this one's been great
1: so far too. No, yeah, no, Seth is wonderful.
0: Uh, but uh, but we discussed free will as well from from a Mormon perspective.
1: Oh, what do you have to say? Uh, he believed that we do have free will. Great, and that that's why you're going to hell if you're gay. Cool, perfect. That's wonderful. See, I'm totally down with that because I guess before uh, before this summer, I was very much an atheist. Mm-hmm. I was very I, I I I was grew up Jewish, but for my entire life, I was like I can't get behind any of these religions for any reason. Uh, and now I believe in all the religions.
0: Interesting, interesting. I recently. Um, Mostly as a means to justify the opening credits of this podcast, decided I am Jewish.
1: How did how did you make the decision? I mean, you, your mother is Jewish, your grandmother is Jewish, you're Jewish. You can't wash it yeah, off. Yeah.
0: Well, I was I was like really worried that the opening part with the people davening in my in my <laughs> opening scene was going to offend people. But if I'm like religiously Jewish, it's less offensive. Exactly. Um. So like, it's like it's who I am. But no, no. But, but so now <laughs> you're wearing like a yarmulke, and you're saying, "Oh, like, well, I, I wear the hat. I wear the hat." Good young uh, not tiff. because I'm losing my hair, but because yeah. of the good Lord above. Exactly. Well, here's the thing: I actually of of different religions, um, and one of the things we did in my synagogue was uh, they brought in like different priests from like Reith Orthodox Church and. Uh, um, a Buddhist uh, minister and and like all, I don't know if it's called a minister, but a Buddhist.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't think he's a minister. A no. Buddhist dude. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and
0: like a, and a bunch of people to talk to us about their religion and on, the only person who like made any sense to me was the Buddhist guy and like had me even briefly in high school believing in being a Zen Jew. Um,
1: Zen Jew. I've never heard of that, but that's but, a wonderful one combination. One thing
0: I really like about the Jewish religion is that a great deal of it is about asking questions and about searching for answers and not just taking things at face value, at least in my personal interpretation of it. Um, and I think a lot of people... I remember I was talking to my psychologist uh who is Jewish about um these conflicts I keep having with this non jewish friend of mine that we get into these arguments and he drives me insane because I just don't think he's making <laughs> he's ever making smart points in them and it drives me and it drives me nuts and she goes, well, you know you come from a long history of people who spend all day arguing about the talmud and then i started to think about my relationships with my jewish friends and i'm like maybe we're not talking about the talmud but you just replace whatever we're talking about with the talmud that's what we're doing yeah that's... so it's like i am so deeply i am so unavoidably jewish yeah um as far as whether or not god exists uh i don't believe in, like, a dude with a beard, but... Uh, Sky Daddy? You don't believe yeah, in Sky Daddy? I don't believe Daddy. in Sky Daddy.
1: Yeah, that's what we call Sky Daddy. That's that. That's the, the God who's in repose. Like, he's got his hand on his head, he's got a six-pack, he's got a beard, and he's just kind of watching everything down there go on. Like, he, he's separate from us. That's yeah, Sky Daddy.
0: I don't believe in Sky Daddy, but uh, I, what I truly believe is that there's some phenomena in which we could not possibly ever comprehend, because I think about the fact that, like, if you zoom out on the universe, it just, like, all the planets become particles, and if you zoom in on, like, our finger, eventually it just starts to become particles, and it looks the same, and I'm like, who's to say that we're not some sort of thing on top of a particle that's a piece of a bigger thing and and that, like, you know, when a flood happens, it's just the bigger thing Listerining or something.
1: You, my friend, have just made the first step into becoming a wonderful member of the congregation of the Church of Doubt. That's all it is. It's The, the Church of Doubt is, you know, I don't know if there's an afterlife. We'll worry about that when we get there. And the second rule of the Church of Doubt is just, you know, you have to see the car in order to call shotgun. Like, those are the only as long two as I'm fast famous and rules. famous by the time I get there, I'm good. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. I went to a, a skeptics convention in Vegas once.
1: A, like a convention of people who are just professionally skeptic?
0: Professional skeptics. Just very, yeah,
3: very, they, ah, I just
0: don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be completely honest, I'm skeptical of all of them. But uh, <laughs> I didn't intentionally go to a skeptics convention. Let me, let me make this clear. I had just started a new job. And my friend calls me, and he goes, "Yo, I'm in Vegas at a magic convention. Banachek is here. Penn and Teller are here. We got tickets to go to a bunch of their shows. It's being put on by this guy, the amazing Randy. And like as many of you know, I used to be a professional magician. Um, and like I've been to magic conventions before, and." For me, they're fucking awesome. Just like Comic Con, but like people doing tricks everywhere and booze, where you can buy all the newest yeah. stuff and people demonstrating and cool shows and and uh, and like it, it's a super great. I had a super great time at the one I went to. My friends like I got a hotel room. Come down to Vegas. You can stay with us. So I'm like okay. I asked my boss to use my vacation days, buy a plane ticket to Vegas that night. Get there. First off, it's not at it, on the Strip. It's like, 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 I'm like, I'm like in the cab driving to the hotel and I'm like seeing the Strip getting further and further. I'm like, oh, so this is like a, a roundabout way to the Strip. He's like, no, 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 your hotel is not, on, not on the Strip. Was it Old Vegas? Did you stay in Bingham's? No, at no, no, no. It was South Point. South Point Hotel, which Bizarrely, I've stayed at three times now for
1: various that's reasons. Cl- that's the hotel you see, like when you're 20 minutes leaving Vegas yeah, like on a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Rough. So
0: I get to South Point, and it's just like people in NASCAR jackets, like riding their electric wheelchairs, like Formula nice. One cars, into the casino. <laughs> yes, <laughs> their own personal Formula One. Oh, God.
1: I love those people so much. And <laughs> Electric they got the thing wheelchairs. of coins. They got the thing of coins. Yeah, yeah.
0: They got, they got like, uh, what's it called when the needle's in your arm and the stuff. Like, IV. They got, like, IVs keeping them alive to keep gambling. Yes,
1: yes. And they have, like, their pack of, like, 100, uh, you know, Pall Malls right there. There's, like, these Pall Malls that are, like, this long. They're just smoking. And then, amazingly, the cigarette always sticks to their lips no matter how much they talk. Like oh, it totally, is, totally, They're totally. amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, and I get there, and like I get to the convention. First off, Banachek, who's like my favorite magician that he mentioned being at the convention, had already left. And then uh, ba- all Banachek had left. Yeah, count <laughs> uh, and- me out. <laughs> and then, uh, and then what? I uncover that this is not a magician's convention, but a skeptic's convention, of which many magicians are skeptics, because it's like a whole thing about how like magicians disprove people who claim to be clairvoyants and things um, by like re- figuring out how whatever tricks they're doing to prove their clairvoyance are tricks. Mm. And this is what it's all about. There's no booths with people selling magic tricks. There's no... Um, <laughs>
1: It's people just, you know, somebody's like, is this your card? And everyone's like, bullshit, not magic.
0: Yeah, but there was no magic done. And Got the pen and teller tickets did not happen. And, uh,. And at, at day two, I was like, let's just get a hotel room with my friend. like, let's just get a hotel room in fucking regular Vegas. <laughs> and uh, my other friend that was there, who I made there, this tall guy named Chris, who we called Sasquatch, because he looked like Sasquatch, sure. um, who, of course, brought acid with him. Um, we're like, let's just get a hotel in Vegas and like do acid. So we get a hotel room in the Luxor. Nice. Uh, Which is,
1: by the way, not that large of a step up from the South Point.
0: No, it's just on the street, but I also knew nothing. This is my first time ever in Vegas, so I know nothing. And This was like the Vegas hotel venture. we could afford. We drop acid, we smoke a joint, we start walking around the hotel, we go outside, there's a swimming pool open, we get into the swimming pool, and it's nobody there. It's just the three of us. And we're like, this is incredible. And like, I look over at my friend John, he's like, I'm in heaven. And then right when he says that, someone starts poking our floaties with a stick and goes, Hey! You guys got to get out of the pool. This is a private pool. Real pool's over there. And just like we look over at the real pool and there's so many people in it, you can't even see the water. And they're just like all have tattoos and like cigarette butts are like dripping into the water. And and, like the little bit of water that you can see splashing out is like green. Mm -hmm. And like we start walking over and I look back at the Luxor and it's like middle of summer and it's like 200 degrees and the heat's rising in front of the Black Pyramid and there's two giant posters there. One for Chris Angel and one for Carrot Top, and I'm just like, this isn't heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: that I mean that is that, y- it, <laughs> that is you and your friends getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden yeah. and going and it, into it, yeah.
0: it looked like I remember feeling like while I was tripping on acid, feeling like we were at a party in hell. Yeah, like this was hell, mm-hmm. and this is like the most fun you could have in hell. Yeah, and it was not fun at all. But the best part of the story is I'll skip I'll skip ahead a bunch. We go back to the hotel room. I lie down on the pillow and like I look next to my head and just there's like this hard, like crusted vomit like all over the pillow I just laid down in. Yeah. And I'm like, is this real? Is this really here? Am I hallucinating this? Can someone confirm for me that this is real? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, it's real. I take a picture of it. I go down to the front desk because, like, no matter how much acid I'm on, I'm still a fucking Jew. Yeah, and I, 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 that's when I became one with my religion. Right there, I get, I get down to the front. It was, I was out of my body, but but the body was still you know, not going to accept this exactly. without yeah. a complaint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you were watching yourself So I also, I, <laughs> think, I think I'm coming down at this point. I remember yeah. like looking at this like crazy neon painting they had in the in the lobby. And I said to someone like, this is fucking crazy. And they go, yeah, I guess it's all right. The next day I'm back at that painting was just felt. <laughs> it was a piece of felt. I'm like seeing like neon things like, and I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. I go to the front desk and I show them like what happened. And they bump, they give us, they bump us up to the, Top of the pyramid suite,
2: <gasps> the so capstone.
0: Yeah, so we get we go to the capstone. We're all fucking high fiving and shit, and we're nice. like so stoked. And when we first took the acid, um, I said to everyone because like this is like my second time ever doing acid. I'm like, don't leave me alone. Like, like, please promise me you guys won't leave me alone because I was like, terrible. You know, whenever I every time I do hallucinogenics, I act like it's the first time I've ever done. Yeah. You
1: need a Sherpa. Need, I, I I'm, need I'm, a Sherpa. I,
0: I, I could be the 300th time I'm doing hallucinogenics. I need a Sherpa um, <laughs> or I'm afraid I'm like jump out a window or something. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know what I'm getting myself into at this point, I've o- almost always had good experiences. Also another hilarious thing when we were taking the acid Chris Sasquash is going like uh, all right we got the acid make sure we got some new got we got antacid and I was like oh you have like uh stuff to make the acid stop if it's not going like in my head i was just thinking oh great he has antiacid so like <laughs> if this is if i start freaking out i can just take one of those and yeah. it'll go away i can't believe the fda makes those um <laughs> And, and, acid and like later when I'm like, hey, do you have any of those uh, anti-acids? He's like, yeah, you got to have like a stomachache or something. <laughs> and i
3: was
2: like, oh. uh <laughs> you just
1: like, like just <laughs> hoofing, ch- tums down your throat. Why trying to come down. go away? <laughs> it's Just chalk um, you're eating. You're so just,
2: anyway,
0: we get to the top of the pyramid. My one friend's like, I gotta go back to the other room to grab my stuff. And then Sasquatch's like, I'm gonna take a shower. They're like, you good? I'm like, I'm good. So, left alone for the first minute, Of the entire trip, the phone rings. Like an idiot, I answer the phone. Why would I answer the phone? Who knows I'm in this room? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, hello? They're like, hi, Mr. Edelman. I'm like, speaking. They're like, hey, uh, how's the new room? Like, everything's fantastic. Thank you very much. Like, yeah, so we sent someone back to your other room to check on the complaint, and we noticed a marijuana smell. (laughs) Do you know anything about it? It's like... (laughs) Punch it on me. I'm like, oh, no, no. We're like, well, we just want to let you know that it's a no smoking hotel and we're sorry about that. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And I hang up the phone and I'm like, they know. They know we have. They're sending. I'm like in my head, I'm like picturing these two ball guys in suits, <laughs> like fucking Vincent D'Onofrio and Daredevil, like storming up the stairs, like to fucking tase us and like, you don't fuck with Vegas, like hammer my hands, casino style. Like mm-hmm. in my head, I'm just going to like a bad
1: place like right Like they now. are just like two indifferent forces have of like nature who things are just. in their
0: ears with like
1: the yeah, the really sleek lines. ones. The really sleek the ones. Really, yeah, 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 they yeah, got yeah.
0: sunglasses on, even though they're inside in like a dark hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they punch you, they don't make facial expressions. Yeah, they're none, just like,
1: none, none. They they have no feelings. Yeah. They,
0: those were all taken out of them during uh, MK Ultra experiments. Exactly, It's um, like two
1: Anton Shagurs coming to take your marijuana from you.
0: So I'm like, I'm like, I'm alone. I'm like, I gotta get rid of the drugs. Got to. So I go into Chris's bag, and he has like a fucking gigantic, gigantic like like two ounce bag of weed i go into the bathroom i pour it all into the toilet i flush the toilet the toilet clogs and starts to overflow chris comes out of the shower sees me standing there over the toilet trying to flush it with his weed overflowing he's like what happened i'm like they know they're (laughs) sending people now i explain the situation to him he like Semi agrees with me through my like acid brain explanation of what happens, and I'm like, we gotta call John and get him to get a plunger. <laughs> so we call John, we're like, John, listen. No time to explain. You need to leave the hotel and go and get a plunger. This is an emergency, and John's like, what? I'm like, you need to leave the hotel and go and get a plunger and john's like okay hangs up he goes down to the lobby he's like we need a janitor in our room (laughs) the toilet's clogged (laughs) so there's a knock at the door i open the door thinking it's john there's a janitor there's like i'm here to fix the toilet i'm like no 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 no. uh everything's good everything's good uh it's fixed like well can i just check on it i'm like no 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 someone's uh in there taking a shit um You got to go. And I wish I had a better ending to the story other than we just kept flushing until it flushed. No,
1: that's pretty good. That was Uh, pretty good. I would be – the the fact that you flushed two ounces of marijuana as a solution to a problem (laughs) is truly, truly inspiring. (laughs) Do you know I I drove to Vegas to go place a bet on the presidential election in 2018 cuz I I was under the impression that you could bet on the presidential election in Vegas and uh Pete I was going to bet on Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> and so I drove to Vegas, went to go see Pete Buttigieg talk at a coffee house and then drove to a casino to find out that you're unable to place a bet.
0: You can't bet on the presidential election? You
1: have to do it online, which I eventually did and thanks okay. a lot. I lost a bunch of money. Lost a so bunch good. of money. Why would yeah. you bet
0: on First off, you know what you know what Pete Buttigieg's middle name is?
1: Uh, something like Fauntleroy. What is it? Paul.
0: So 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 so. Let me just let me just be clear that the first gay candidate for president's name is Pee Pee Butt. All right. I just want I just want to be clear that we were about to run against Donald Trump, a gay man named Pee Pee Butt.
1: Yeah. I didn't, Not
0: a chance. Didn't think about. Not that. a chance.
1: I overlooked that in my analysis. That was the
0: I, I saw. I saw gay. Mayor named Peep Mayor Pee Butt obliterated, yeah. obliterated by Trump. Not that, like, I think there's... I would vote for Mayor Peepey Butt if he was a good candidate. Yeah. But this country is going to get over Mayor Peepy, Butt when you got
1: Mr. Bully on the other side? You know how, like, when you were, like, in third or fourth grade and you did a group project, you always wanted... You thought the smartest people in your class were the people with, like, the best handwriting? Like, handwriting was like an indicator of how intelligent somebody. I feel like that's kind of how we select our presidents. It's like, you know, who has the best handwriting necessarily? Well, I
0: was just thinking, you know, Joe Biden was such a great choice to go against Trump because it was just like the only thing he called him was sleepy. But like Trump was at my I felt like Trump was my favorite when he was sleeping. I was like, can we get (laughs) can we just have someone sleep for the next four years and just not
1: do anything. And just get off his 45-year Adderall high that he's been on? Yeah, no way. Jesus
0: Christ. Everyone's like, uh, Donald Trump complained that people, that Obama was golfing. He's golfing more. I'm like, stop telling him not to golf. <laughs> <laughs> Let him fucking golf.
1: Yeah, like get out of your own way. Exactly. Let him golf as much as he wants to
0: uh, Or like Trump would like hint at doing the right thing and everyone's like oh and now he's gonna do the right they like shut the fuck up and let him do it <laughs> Like just like like when Trump was kicked off Twitter. I was like everyone should be kicked off Twitter There's been no one removed from Twitter that didn't improve my life. <laughs> Have You ever gone on Twitter It's a hellscape of people you think Vegas brings out the worst in you Twitter brings out the worst in you. Yeah,
1: Twitter and Vegas are the two places where you see the darkest shadow within you.
0: Like if ever somebody like posts something inspirational on Twitter or like actually moving or positive, underneath that someone then, kill yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just guaranteed one hundred percent. What, Probably me. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I've never told anyone to kill themselves outside of an open mic after they said they wanted to kill themselves.
1: Yeah, and then you just encourage then them. You do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Get off the stage. That's, <laughs> One less ticket in the bucket of the improv.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was really kind when you did that to me. Um,
0: All right. No. So. Um, let's see where we're at. Okay. Great. Just enough time to you know spend. Five minutes hearing about your mental no no <laughs> perfect yeah no that's no, lovely. tell me tell me tell me tell me tell me I need to hear this oh right. I mean and this is great because we teased it so we've kept people involved kept people interested sure, in the show sure. with these incredible stories I've been telling uh, yeah we've been, amazing we've been telling we've been telling
1: amazing no I think I think. Um, we already talked about it. I started. I started believing in no religions, and now I believe all of them, because something occurred to me uh, as I was uh, as I was reading. Uh- so
0: don't get on a plane with Zach Mendez, because. Uh- if he's horny, he's he's really thinking about
1: those seventy-two virgins waiting for him on the other side. Now, listen, I would let me let me rephrase. All faiths, not religions. Like I don't believe in the rules of all religions, okay. but I do believe that if you've come to a faith, that you are describing. You know, any religion. Well, as looking just...
0: at you, it's clear you've never had
1: sex before marriage. So, <sighs> well, that. I I have a lot of sex.
0: Yeah, I know, obviously. That was my fucking... I'm just
1: joking. I don't have as much... See, this is the thing, Josh. I don't have as much sex as I think you think I I have. It's
0: not about you having as much sex as I think you have. It's that you could have as much sex as I think have.
1: Yeah, it's like, but, and then you gaze upon me as if I'm like this, you know, high school quarterback with amazing, you potential have decision making it. abilities.
0: You can be like, I'm not interested in having sex tonight. I got to <laughs> take it when I can get, it. I can have sex tonight. I'm like texting my group chats. I'm in. I'm like, guess who's having sex tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking doing a post on Twitter.
1: Hmm. Well, well, uh, Sex and religion—that the the idea that sex it, it was a bad thing—that came about fairly recently in religion. But every religion, I think, started as somebody having some experience and then trying to explain that experience using the geography that they have and the language and culture that they have. And so that's why you have a difference in religion. It's as if, like, you have—have have you ever heard that parable of a bunch of scientists in a dark room who are touching an elephant? And they're all touching a different part of the elephant. And one of the uh, scientists says, oh, an elephant is floppy because it's holding its ear. And there's like, no, no, no! An elephant is made of cartilage because it's grabbing its trunk. And the other one's like, no, it's made of uh, calcium because it's, you know, grabbing its uh, tusk or whatever. Or ivory, I guess, not calcium. Um, it's like we're all describing the same exact uh, thing. Um, and so I realized that we have in the past hundred years come up with no better solutions to what the Hold fuck on is going seven. on. No, you're good. Did you a work call? Sort of. You kind of got a job?
0: No, I've I'm producing a new stand up show inside of Wisdom. Have oh, you ever been to Wisdom?
1: I've not, but that sounds awesome. Like a
0: psychedelic uh dome where like stuff projects all around you and I'm gonna have like a platform in the middle and <laughs> Wild stand No, I'll get you and Reed on the show sometime. Shut the fuck up. No, you <laughs> won't. No, you won't. Yeah, he, listeners missed earlier when him and my roommate, Reed Brackenberry, were giving me shit about how to yeah. dangle carrots in front of them.
1: You do. you Are you kidding me? I sent you one of my stand-up sets, and your response to me, you're going to take this probably not as a compliment, but you're one of the best actors who does stand-up that I know. And it was absolutely, absolutely just negging me. And now it creates this relationship where, like, you're this hot comedy chick. And, like, I don't feel as though I have internal value. And so I'm always, like, sashaying over to you, like, shaking my tits in front of you to see if you're interested. That being
0: said, you've been, you're the second guest on both of my podcasts.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, actually. I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take that um, as a compliment.
0: That, that, that being said, every single time I'm in Venice... I hit you up to hang out.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I treasure you as a friend. Are you kidding me? And so for that reason- And I do think you're hilarious.
0: I appreciate that. And your performance in that set was very actorly.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, because I'm a fucking thespian. Yeah. All right? Um, so because you're my dear friend, because I know we've gone long, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Without yeah, the no, esoteric no, no, don't bullshit. don't know worry
0: about how- This is Drew Rogaine. You know, this is a four-hour podcast you agree to.
1: Oh, Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh no! I saw an alien. I, yeah, you saw an alien. Yeah, I saw an alien. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. I saw an alien. It's Here so, we go. It's so basically, <laughs> yeah, after I saw an alien, I was like, "What the fuck? What? What? Wh- what the did fuck you see was the that?" There's the uh, the the day before I I I uh, broke up with my girlfriend and fired my agent. And, Where
0: did you see the alien?
1: Um, was I, it in the sky? It was in the sky. Yeah.
0: So you saw a UFO.
1: I saw a UFO. Yeah, sure. Did you um, see
0: an alien?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so no, no 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 no! You didn't
0: no. actually see. An I saw. I saw. I saw, I
1: saw nothing that I could mistake for like a biological organism. I saw no like uh, uh, lizard people or green men or anything like that. Right? Uh, what I saw was a was an object motionless hanging in the sky during daytime. Uh, a metal object on its side, just sitting there, just sitting there. And I pointed it to somebody out, and they're like, "I don't know what the fuck that is." And I was like, right, "Are who, you interested?" Who did you point it out oh, to? Somebody walking by. I was dumbstruck in the middle of Speedway in Venice, literally just staring at this thing for five minutes. And as people walked by, I asked them if they saw it, they said yes, and they're like, yeah, I know what that is, and they just kept walking. And I was just, I was amazed at how little interest anybody had as to what the fuck that was. Did Um, did you ever see it move? No, so uh, after five minutes, when I looked to go ask somebody else where it was, when I looked back, it was gone. And I, uh, I mean, I was, I was already obvious. How big was it? It was, uh, I mean, it was substantial enough where it was uh, the height of uh, what, what looked like the height of an airplane, but I could see it very clearly. The height of an airplane. Like the altitude of an airplane, right? Uh, uh, but it was just motionless, completely motionless. But
0: uh, no, I'm saying how big was the motionless thing?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I would say about like the size of, the size of an airplane. The uh, size of an airplane. Yeah, the size of an airplane. It looked in the sky the same, the same scale as an airplane would, I guess, at that distance, but it's obviously difficult to judge. Um and there's no chance in your mind that it was just like
0: a drone. Could be. Could be a drone.
1: But then the subsequent things that I saw after that. So like I, I'm I'm right with you. Like this is I saw that and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I mean, I'm I'm I, I do believe that uh other beings exist within our universe or that we don't completely understand the nature of reality to the extent, wait one second, to the extent there might be like, you know, interdimensional shit going on. So I'm open, right? But at the same time, I am doing the Occam's razor thing where I'm like, what's the most reasonable explanation for this? And I'm like, it's probably a drone. And then that night, uh, as I'm still like, that night working, I see through the sky, like a star that starts going like this, like back and forth across the entire length of the sky in a zigzag pattern. And I've seen the ISS go by, I look up at the stars a lot, and I've seen satellites go by, and they don't move like that, but I thought it could be like Starlink or some shit like that. So this is all on the same day. So at this point, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, what the fuck? And then I'm just flabbergasted as I tell this to people, how uninterested anybody is <laughs> in hearing anything about this. The next day, I'm driving up uh, the Malibu coast, and I see over the water hovering like a legitimate 50-foot white pill-shaped craft over the water without any propellers, with no wings, nothing. Just sitting there like 300 yards off the water. I started, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I see one in the sky again. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I saw a bunch more. And I kept seeing them for like a month to the point where like I was concerned with my own mental health. And so I went back to the therapist <laughs> that was my couple's therapist, who clearly that didn't work because I broke with my girlfriend. But my couple's therapist became my therapist. And I was like, here's what you I'm saying. You got seeing. to
0: keep the therapist. I, got,
1: I kept the therapist. She didn't need it because she wasn't going through a psychotic break. So she's like, yeah, you can keep him. Uh, wonderful man, by the way. Like One of my best friends now. So happy. Um and he's like, yeah, I don't know if you're crazy or not, but I don't think you saw that. And I was like, okay, cool, that's totally fine. That's sort of, and that's what people ask me, like, I don't think you saw what you think you saw, and I've come to the place where I'm like, okay, cool.
0: Okay, so here's, here's my questions. Yeah. One, when you ended things with your girlfriend of five years, was she like, you could have just told me you want to see other people's act. You don't have to do a whole <laughs> fucking... Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a real, this is a real <laughs> elaborate... This is a real elaborate way to break up with me.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: And you're like sticking to it. You're like going on podcasts. Like, yeah, I saw Aliens, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is all part
1: of me like, yeah, adding to the evidence. That... No, I didn't say anything at the time. You're like buying drones and like flying them outside her house.
0: <laughs> Zach,
1: saw <release> us. <laughs> yeah, right? So, no, but I, I didn't tell her at the time. I, I was just like, I was like, I can't explain it to you right now because I didn't. Like it's it's scary if you say like I saw. So she
0: was just like, okay, Zach's having an affair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was. Well, I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a deal breaker for us. So no, but uh,
0: okay. Well, okay. Yes,
1: I, She was like, yeah, Zach's having an affair with like ethereal <laughs> beings who are clearly, you know. Uh, um, another question. Sure. Another question. Yeah.
0: You have since told her. Yeah. Okay, and does she want to get back with you? Would she get back with you?
1: Would she get? Would she
0: back together with you?
1: Oh, um, I don't know.
0: But what's your assumption?
1: My assumption, but I I don't think that opinion changed. It's amazing. I told her all this stuff, and she was like, "Cool." Yeah,
2: yeah. Like she had. That's how fucking hot you are, Zach. I just want to be
1: clear about if I told
0: anyone, I do you understand what a thin wire I'm walking on every relationship I'm in? Do you understand how much I have to like? If I saw an alien, I'm like. Can't tell her about this. Yeah. Or it's done or I'm done. I actually get that.
1: I actually (laughs) I do I you, you, you just walk around with the, the I can be like, Yeah, uh did I see an alien? Sure. Do I talk with rabbits? Yes. Has spirits uh, visited me in the night and given me specific dates on which I should look out for? Sure. And I just look like eccentric. If
0: I told a girl <laughs> that I killed someone, she'd report me to the cops. If you told a woman that you killed someone, they're like, all right, we're going to get rid of this body, Zach, and we're going to – this never happened, right? We're going to do some exercises where mm-hmm. I ask you questions like the police, and you give me the correct answers. Yeah. No. I am not losing you.
1: <laughs> I yeah, yeah, like the, the margin – I do have like a, a – a, 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 Larger margins on There's the side. There's a good-looking leeway. <laughs> that you, that you, I am. I, I I will say I have gotten a lot less free coffees with the mask policy. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I used. Yeah. I really. Gotta be honest.
0: Ironically, I've gotten more. <laughs> <laughs> I wear, but I wear a full ski mask to be clear, and I and I go. I'll take that coffee over there, <laughs> like my finger in my shirt. <laughs> So the mask policy has
1: done different things for each other. I I accept and acknowledge that there is uh, good-looking privilege. And this is not me saying that I think I'm good-looking. This is me saying that I I do possess physical traits that seem to get good responses from society, or responses that are favorable to my my agendas. And so free coffees were once abound for me. So yes, I admit, I acknowledge my good-looking privilege.
0: You're like one of those people where it's like... um there will be nights where like I'm going out and like I'm gonna meet up with this girl and I'll like you know put myself together as well as I can put myself together, trim the beard, comb the hair, uh, put on a nice outfit, iron it, looking crisp. You know, put on my watch, wear my watch. Nice. Uh, feel like I'm just like looking my best. Then I just get to like the place and someone like you's there with like a fucking coffee stain on your undershirt <laughs> and I'm just like, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can fucking do. There is a cap. There is a cap I am limited by. She wants to fuck coffee stain more than me, for sure. Well, the, you know, the
1: yes. And what but what I could tell you, it, to give you some sense of solace, is that I'm sure I've been that individual to a lot of people, but just know on many of those nights when you've passed me in a coffee stained shirt, I have gone home uh, and uh, Watch Shark Tank, and Shark Tank uh, has made me cry so hard that I threw up. So, like, you know, it's not as if, like, I, you know, every day is just glorious. Like, I, uh, I'm in my own personal hell at times, too.
0: Um, oh, fuck. What was I going to some I had something hilarious I was thinking of while you, you had, were talking. No, uh. No, I was like, <laughs> no. Um, No. Yeah, no. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know when you have, I guess you don't know when you have a hilarious thought that you forgot. No, um. <laughs> all right well mercury's
1: in retrograde tomorrow josh and that could explain that's why
0: i rushed the podcast for today. yeah i was very I happy i couldn't have didn't... you i couldn't have you during mercury being Mm-mm. in retrograde no
1: it's stationing in my sign of aquarius too so i definitely
0: i had a girl i was talking to a girl once on online dating and everything was going really well we were having like a really good back and forth and uh like like 10 lines in the conversation she goes oh what's your sign i tell her it's just un un unmatched oh me.
1: yeah that's a good reason of any. Astrology has been practiced by every single civilization to ever exist except us.
0: Well, I'll tell you my, my actually belief about the future. Because I, I have this thought a lot. You know, we look back at the past. You look back to like Greek times when there's like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And who are the gods of that era? Zeus and Poseidon and, and like all these, all these gods that are the gods of the art created by Homer. Like, like, like. Let's believe in these things. Aries, uh, Aphrodite,
1: perpetuated by Homer, not created by Homer. Perpetuated
0: sure. by Homer. Exactly. Exactly. Who are
1: also amalgamations of. Uh, Sumo Mesopotamian gods like Anana Ishtar and stuff that transformed into those gods. So totally, it's not total. like they were just made Then out.
0: we get to the Renaissance period where the church has all the money to pay for all the art that's made and you needed the church's money to get the utensils to create the art. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything is Jesus this, Jesus that, different versions of that. Cut to today, the only movies that are getting made are Marvel movies and and DC movies, and hundred years from now they're gonna look back, and that's time it's like, uh God the god Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the god Thor, who actually we even call a god. It's yeah. it's 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 this war, and it's cult-like. Their fandom is cult. It's a cult like fandom. It's funny. Martin Scorsese, three years ago, casually said he didn't think marvel movies are cinema and they haven't shut the fuck up about it to this day i see tweets daily ragging on martin scorsese the greatest cinematic artist still living today being like fuck you fuck you fuck you it's like why do you care what this old guy thinks
1: yeah because well, because we're we're existing in not a not an objective reality but a consensus reality where each person's belief system contributes to the reality that manifests, so they're desperately trying to get one of their I'm sure heroes on their side to see the world as they do, so that world can be do realized you
0: believe do you believe in superhero gods?
1: yeah, I yeah. believe in every god
0: okay, well, it's really interesting because I think i i was I've often said like i one of my biggest problems. With superheroes is that I think they eschew, I don't know, how do you say that word? Eschew. Askew. A, sh- a
1: shoe Oh, a, a shoe. shoe. Not askew. askew. Not like a, not like a, a little skew. off. Are you trying to say something's a little off or that you're No, they push val- You wanna pushing kind pushing of, a value. Yeah, a, a, a eschew. Shoe. A, a shoe. a shoe.
0: They eschew conservative values. Um, take Batman for example. Sure. Batman. What's his power? That he's a billionaire. Yeah. He's the good guy billionaire who mm-hmm. takes justice into his own hands uh, outside of the system, uh, fights terrorism with terrorism. And at the end of The Dark Knight, probably my favorite superhero movie of this era of superhero movies, and the whole thing is like, all right, I'm going to use this tracking device where we... Break everyone's privacy for this one time, you know. It's important to use this one time, but then we shouldn't use. It. But but right now, I got you. It. It's like it's like the most conservative ideological thing I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, and the, but then eventually, like the computer self destructs, right? It's kind of like when we created the CIA, you know, for World War II, and then like after that, we had nothing to do with the CIA because they couldn't operate on internal soil. So it's like, uh, I guess we're just gonna like you know. Cancel it! Like they can't. It's like no. They just moved into once working the, internally. He, once you
0: create something, you can't uncreate.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so like that whole thing where he's like, just type in your name at the end, and then like all the computers shut down. Like he backed up the program. <laughs> like <laughs> like, like well, what if the program doesn't <laughs> work while we're using it? What if, what if we need it again? It's like exactly. <laughs> um, I mean
0: and i'm just like i don't know i just think in this like post 911 world that we live in which is when superhero movies really blew up mm. it just kind of created this idea that there's some sort of hero that's going to save us when the reality is much starker in that like we have to do something and and and, it, and it's funny it's funny it's almost like i just i just there's there's I just think it's, it's, it creates myth. It, it is godlike in that it creates something to make people feel better about a thing that they have no solution for.
1: Well, you know, like Spider-Man, uh, Thor, in the Hulk, are all. I mean, like Plato talked about, like these underlying forms of archetypes that exist. Carl Jung talks about these archetypes. They're just manifestations of the same shit it's, we've it's always been worshiping. It's the Platonic form of God. Yeah, it's manifested
0: in in anyone who's Peter Parker. Anyone who's <laughs> religious and like obsessed with Marvel movies is believing in false idols. Well,
1: there is no false idol if like God. i saying according God is to a, their own religion. Sure, the rules of a specific religion which is nothing more than a rule book it's like a religion is a rule book a faith doesn't involve any rules and if god is formless jim
0: gaffigan had a good joke in his last
1: uh, special sorry <laughs> oh, I, I literally said if god is formless and then you interrupted me so there's no way i can go back to the very heavy start to no, sentence. No, no. no listen i was going down like a, a, a comedy p- podcast okay, and i said if god is formless and i realized that i
0: realized that
1: but i told you i was going to come on and bring heavy shit
0: no Forget the Gaffigan joke. No, no. no now I want to hear, hear the Gaffigan, the Gaffigan, Gaffigan joke. Jokes. God's like love each other. It's like you said, kill gay people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think Jesus was saying that he's the son of God. I think he's saying like, hey, we're all the son of like we're all a version of God, just you know looking at itself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I drive with, and so like yeah, I just say Jesus was a Jew yeah he seemed like uh yeah but Pe- people a jew who, who didn't need rogaine yeah people beautiful don't, hair i had a joke i did one time it's just like people are okay with jesus being a jew but not being with gay and people really didn't like that because they're like jesus wasn't gay and i was like i don't know how you could prove that <laughs> like he, there's no evidence he had sex apparently he didn't have sex so one could so he's,
0: and if he was having gay sex, he was keeping it on the DL. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's like... <laughs> that was a time where you kept it on the DL.
1: Yes, yes, you did.
0: I'm having sex with nobody.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm having... <laughs> just
0: like his mom. He's just like his mom. His mom's like, oh, I didn't have sex with anyone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they both really. Like mother, like son. Yeah, they both of them. I, you know what? The
0: skeptics convention should head over that way. Check yeah. out... I don't think Seth's ever coming back on this podcast
1: oh god he'll be fine yeah. he'll yeah. be just fine no i that's like i'm not the one going to hell yeah exactly and if you believe i'm going to hell i agree with you i love all that stuff mm-hmm. it's it's any religion works for me now because i was of the idea that no religion was right and then i saw shit i can't explain and that i don't think anybody else can either god is formless well yeah no god i think you know the uh, the material world is where god takes form in all of us in all things like the consciousness exists and pervades through everything. If I Why was not? able
0: to get the rights to it, I would end uh, end the show with Jules, What If God Was One of Us, mm. but uh, I definitely can't get those rights, and I'll probably get sued for some of the things I already put on my opening credits, but- Would uh, you get sued? I don't know. That would be exciting. I've, I've, the whole world of lawsuits has opened up to me recently. Really? <laughs> it, it exists as a thing in my life now.
1: I've always wanted to be sued.
0: Well, I'm suing, but my suing may lead to me being sued. But that's a story for another episode down the road when this is over, because uh, I probably shouldn't be talking when about it. When this is
1: over? No, no, no. Like
0: when then the current lawsuit I'm involved. in Oh, is over. I was
1: I thought you meant when the world's over. I was like twenty thirty two is a long time to wait. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but uh, Zach, hmm. this was amazing episode definitely right? in the top two episodes i've done so far right don't you feel um,
1: don't you feel uh, a little more alive a little more connected to the to the source energy that pervades everything
0: yeah i mean have you seen aliens i don't know i don't want to discount your experience
1: couldn't care less if you believe me or not because they're real then i don't believe cool uh um <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but uh thanks for coming on the no this is this is really great And uh, thank you all for making it to the end of a fantastic episode, and I will see you next week.
1: Okay, enjoy your Mercury and Retrograde, buddy. Bye.
3: Superhero, which would he be? And would he be one of the greats like from a Marvel film? And what would he think if some director said that those aren't cinema? Mm-hmm. And no, no, Marvel films are.